Hi, I'm Lucas. And I'm Brian. And this is the Quacks Podcast. So how was the concert? The concert was good. Who was it again? The National at Comerica. Hmm. Kind of a... They've been around for maybe 20 years, but kind of a fringe independent band, very mellow. What kind of music do they do? Mellow independent, but kind of with an 80s flair to it, kind of. It's hard to describe, but they're hmm. actually really good, really. But they had had a show in LA the previous night, and he went all out for the LA show, you can tell, because he didn't have much left in the tank. Uh, Throat-wise or energy-wise, it seemed like he was kind of struggling. But always great to see a live band like that. Yeah, it is fun. Get your juices going. That's it. All of them, man. And then I saw a ska band last week, which was great. So bands, I'm seeing them again. Feels I, good. Yeah, it feels really good. I love live concerts. Yeah. All that energy, free energy. I know, man. I remember seeing uh, in college, I was into My Chemical Romance. Oh, yeah. And I went and saw them live. And it was just like the the best ever. I just came back so pumped. I was yeah. just like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And totally. Yeah. Concerts make or can make or break it. There's so many bands too that like I'd never heard of before I'd seen them and like, oh, I'll go with these friends. They're really into this band. And then just fall in love with the band based on their live performance. Whereas if I'd heard just a recording, I'd probably be like, eh. Meh. But the whole experience is what brings you back. And, and uh, that auditory, visual physical emotional ride that you're on which you, you can only get in a concert yeah so anyways buy your tickets at live nation and we're gonna <laughs> there's gonna be a link in the bio <laughs> there will not <laughs> there will not be no what's up not. with you dude nothing much dude it's actually funny we're talking about music because today we're gonna talk about dopamine i love it yeah it's gonna Dope. be good i mean I'm, I'm looking forward to this episode because it's branching a little outside of what we've been talking about kind of getting into like more life stuff okay uh so yeah let's do it let's get into it so dopamine it's an amine it's used throughout your body it's both it kind of acts like both a neurotransmitter and a hormone uh, and i think it's important to cover because it's basically central to understanding our modern times and the challenges we face mm. to be healthy and happy. Um, I'm obviously really big into explaining things, especially <laughs> to myself, <laughs> if you haven't noticed. And so when I learned about dopamine, it just made so many puzzle pieces about the world like make sense and fit together. I love this. Uh, so yeah, I think if there's any episode that's going to I don't know, apply to everybody, it's probably going to be this one. Yeah, we all yeah. have it, right? Yes. We all want it. All want it. More, more, more. More, uh, more, you more. Could, you could almost say that's dopamine's tagline. More, more, more. <laughs> uh, so let's dive in. So dopamine, as I said, it's an amine. Uh, a lot of people will call it a hormone, uh, but it's actually not quite true. It, it does it does doesn't have a hormone structure chemically, uh, but it kind of acts like a hormone in many places in the body. Okay. Now, in your body, different tissues, they create dopamine locally. Uh, they use it... In some different way, uh, the vast majority of dopamine is created in the brain in a spot called the substantia nigra, and it's also made in the kidneys. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know where dopamine was made. Yeah. The substantia nigra is like this little almond-shaped thing in your brain, I guess. So, 
a lot of the different things it does uh, in blood vessels, it will inhibit norepinephrine, which is like adrenaline, uh, which means it's kind of a vasodilator. In the kidneys, it increases sodium excretion and urine output. Uh, in the pancreas, it reduces insulin production. In the digestive system, it reduces gastrointestinal motility, uh, protects intestinal mucosa. Anyway, it just does a lot of different things. Sounds like it's a slowing agent almost. You're like, well, it suppresses this or does that, and it seems like that's how it works overall in your body. Yeah, it's actually interesting because certain neurotransmitters are what you would say inhibitory and some are excitatory. And dopamine can be both. Okay. Uh, so in your gut, yeah, it's like slowing your gut motility down. Uh, it's like a relaxing thing in there. But in other places, it, it's kind of like an upper. So okay. uh, it just depends on where it's at. Okay. No, anyway, that's all interesting, obviously. But the real McCoy that we want to know about is what does dopamine do in your brain? Now, there are a lot of different dopamine receptors in your brain. There's a lot of nuance, and we're just not even going to go over that, <laughs> all right? We're not going to go through <laughs> D1 through 5 and all the different stuff. So for simplicity's sake, what dopamine does in your brain is it increases your perception of a future reward or suffering. Interesting. All right? So this is important because many publications and news outlets they're going to confuse what dopamine does. They're going to say it's the pleasure hormone. They're going to say it makes you feel good when you do something. Dopamine is what you feel when you can see in the future a reward coming towards you. Whoa. So it's almost like hope a little bit. That's what dopamine really is. It's like hope. Right. Um, it's not the actual satisfaction you feel at getting something you want. So it's the promise. It's the promise. Yeah. Um, dopamine is basically what propels you towards satisfaction and away from suffering. But the actual satisfaction you feel at, you know, good foods, good sex, or, you know, all the other pleasurable human things. Right. That's actually a mix of other brain chemicals like um, oxytocin or endorphins, uh, maybe serotonin. Mm -hmm. But that's not, th those other things aren't, those things actually inhibit dopamine. They actually bring it down. Really? Yeah. So, so it's important to kind of get that distinction that dopamine is not satisfying. Okay. It's like propelling. Now, dopamine is pleasurable. Uh, it's the pleasure you feel from really good music. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the anticipation of really good food. Dopamine is, it helps you focus. So it's the focus you feel when you see something novel, like maybe a sunset or uh, a movie with a plot that surprises you. Okay. Uh, something sexual you've never seen or done before. Very um, interesting. It can, so a lot of things can raise dopamine, uh, intense exercise, caffeine, alcohol consumption, uh, massage, getting sunlight. Uh, when you do those, uh, when you accomplish smaller tasks like to-do lists, those are very, those, those raise your dopamine. Right. Um, so basically think of it as like a small lead up and then satisfaction you may feel after accomplishing uh, a to-do list item or uh, you know if you've been having a, some drinks and you get that feeling after like three drinks where you want another and mm. another that's that's dopamine yeah i know that one yeah. all too well <laughs> which is why i don't touch i abstain but yeah. no that's funny because i was going to actually bring that up i was going to say the promise of something that I, before i quit drugs and alcohol something that reminded me of how you were describing it is before I even consume, say I would purchase alcohol knowing that I was going to get buzzed or I would start feeling the effects beforehand just in anticipation of the act itself. I would taste it. And wow. Yeah. So that was, I wonder how that plays into it, but that reminded me of how you were describing dopamine. Totally. It's, it's not the thing itself, 
but it's a promise of what's to come. Yeah, and and then when you actually do the thing itself, sometimes that's not that great. No. Sometimes it's like, eh, this is all right. Right. The all the pleasure was in the lead up. Totally. It's yeah, the yeah. journey, not the expect, uh, not the uh, destination. There right? you go. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. It is really interesting. And that dopamine feeling, that's hope. That's like meaning in life. That's like what gives your life meaning. I'm going in a direction, you know, that, and that's that feeling. That's what everybody wants. They want the feeling of meaning in Completely. their life. And that's why drugs can be so addictive. Oh. Yeah. And now that's where most people probably know dopamine from is they've heard about it with like cocaine or meth or nicotine or right you know that that's where they've heard of dopamine and all of these they increase concentrations of dopamine in your brain like massively really super spike dopamine um the so, other one people have probably heard of is, is amphetamines for like adhd kids mm-hmm. super spikes in dopamine wow yeah yeah no oh, so i mean some? no i was just gonna say that i never even think of the term dope is something being dope is good as positive. Oh, that's so dope. That's obviously a derivative of dopamine. What else would that have been taken from? Yeah, I don't know. That, that might You're be true. A dope, meaning dopamine, I would think. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. Well, I'll dig in more. All right. Check out, uh, you know, what is, what's that website which says all the wacky phrases and where they come from? And- yeah, well, whatever I find, it'll be in the bio. <laughs> No. So, all right. So anyway, yeah. dopamine, it's increasing our perception and propulsion towards rewarding things. Now, if you've ever taken any of the, these drugs, you kind of have a good idea of what dopamine feels like, but I just want to expand on that more. It feels like whatever you're doing at this moment is incredibly meaningful, meaning you have hope, you have aliveness, you have focus, uh, you're motivated to do what you need to do in order to get the reward that you're anticipating. Interesting. If you have too little dopamine, it's the opposite. So you're depressed, you're unmotivated, you're sluggish. Uh, you might have something called anhedonia, which means you basically have the reduced ability or, or simply you cannot feel pleasure. Oh my Lord. Um, you might be nihilistic. You might see very little meaning in life. And there's actually special mice who are bred for scientific experiments to have very little dopamine in their brains. And they're so unmotivated, they don't even feed themselves. So you can put food in their mouth and they'll, they'll chew it up and, and be happy. They'll, they'll look like satisfied, yeah. you know, whatever a mouse looks like satisfied. <laughs> but if the food is across the cage, they won't get up to go get it. And eventually they starve to death. What? Yeah. So it's it's really what the, the motivating thing. That's, that's so unbelievable. That's crazy. Yeah. So to give you a better idea about dopamine, I'm going to share a personal experiment I did with a dopamine agonist about three years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. So this is going to be fun. So before that, I need to explain something. Uh about dopamine and serotonin. They, they kind of have this relationship like a seesaw. Mm-hmm. As one goes up, the other goes down and vice versa. Yeah. So to simplify things, dopamine, it opens up your perception and your focus and serotonin closes down your perception and focus. And so this is why artistic people, they tend to have higher levels of dopamine in their brain. Uh, they are more perceptive. You know, they can connect things through their art that you wouldn't perhaps normally see. Right. And then the extreme form of that would be like schizophrenia, which have very high levels of dopamine in their brain, which are connecting things that... That's an excess of dopamine, really. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, they're connecting things that have no connection at all. <laughs> um, so basically, if you can think about it like an aperture of a camera, serotonin closes that aperture and dopamine opens that aperture or like a hose. Okay. Serotonin's going to close off the hose. Dopamine's going to open the hose up Okay. Uh, to have water flow. 
So back when they discovered LSD, they found that LSD was a dopamine receptor agonist, meaning that it increases dopamine in your brain. Mm. Now, there are a lot of diseases such as Parkinson's, which have low dopamine symptoms. So some of the pharmaceutical companies got this idea that they were going to take LSD and chemically alter it in ways that would make new drugs, but without you know, some of LSD's hallucinogenic effects. This was like the 1970s. Mm-hmm. So they succeeded. They made a lot of different drugs that alter dopamine in your brain in, in different ways. And so a few years ago, I thought, I want to try one of these these dopamine agonists. I didn't, I didn't want to do LSD because I didn't want to trip out or anything. Yeah. I just wanted to feel what it was like to have a lot of dopamine in my brain. Yeah. Um, so I, I did know. enough of that for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> I also, you know, I also figured like these drugs... They're prescribed to Parkinson's patients all the time. So taking it once or twice would probably not be that dangerous. Yeah. Um, so I got my hands on one of these as a research chemical. Wow. And uh, decided to try it out. <laughs> Which one did you get? I don't know if I want to say the name. Okay. You know, if if you're interested, you can message me. Or there's about, I think, 12 dopamine agonists that they made back in the 70s. And there's one that does not cause fibrosis of the heart muscle. That's the one I tried. There's only one that has that? Yeah. All the other ones, uh, they inhibited serotonin too much in your heart muscle or something like that. And so they caused arterial fibrosis or something. Gosh. I know. There was some wicked side effects. All in the name of science, brother. You did it. I did it. But there was one that didn't. And that's the one I tried. I know. What happened? Yeah. So I'm going to tell you. So I remember taking it, right? And for the first couple hours, I was really tired. Uh, Time seemed to slow down was it just like how did you take it walk me through this so it came in a dropper bottle okay and so i took i want to say it was in micrograms i took three drops you know that's it that's it i didn't take much i i was not taking like i obviously i started slow i took it three drops the first week and then a week later i tried six drops out just to kind of compare them right um so i took it and and i got super tired for the first hour but the the crazy thing was time kind of slowed down. So I felt like I'd been laying down the whole day, but it was really only an hour. (laughs) And so I got up and I felt super rested. I became energetic. I started going about my day. And what I found was like my focus and awareness of my environment around me were super high. So everything felt like it was moving slower than normal. Um, Like the matrix. Yeah. Like I went out, I had conversations with people um, and I had just this massive amount of awareness of all the things going on while I was conversing with people. So I could take people's words that they had said, like rearrange them in my head, think up a couple jokes, pick the funniest one, and then say the joke all in the time after they had stopped speaking. Whoa. I mean, it was it was really trippy. Because that's I, my number one thing is like you think about afterwards, ah, I should have said that. Yeah. Yeah. I, you could think about it during um, on this thing. Now, I, I didn't feel like my brain was on overdrive or anything. Like right. I didn't, it wasn't like caffeine where you're just like, da, 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 da. Yeah. what I felt was that everything else had slowed down. So I had all the time in the world to consider and adapt and I could I could think of all the different factors and, and put them together and come to a conclusion. And any anxiety I felt was totally gone. I almost felt a bit godlike. I mean, it was it's weird. It's like I had this awareness and this ability to solve any problem, analyze any situation. It was like kind of like the universe was my oyster. Really? You know, I, I could really handle anything that came my way. And if, I'm, if I made a mistake or something... It was no big deal. I could simply, you know, reanalyze the components of the decision, uh, you know, figure out what was wrong, change it. So mistakes held no fear for me. Uh, they could easily be remedied. 
I just had I just had this feeling of of total mastery. It's like limitless that movie was a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Now as the day went on, the feeling slowly ebbed away and I kind of got this dull frustration feeling. So I mean it didn't it wasn't it didn't last long. How long? I mean a day. I mean probably eight hours. But I had for this three feeling. drops, that's pretty impressive. It was, it was pretty good, yeah. And I did have some effects as the week went on. So the the main feeling was about eight hours but then for the next week i had these effects now what they would just ebb and flow well i'll, t- I'll tell you about them because the effects were were not the same okay as the first one so if you remember i mentioned earlier that some of the other brain chemicals like oxytocin endorphin serotonin those all inhibit dopamine mm-hmm. so what's naturally supposed to happen is dopamine it feels good and it motivates you towards more of what feels good right and then when you get to the goal you're going towards you get the payoff of these other brain chemicals which kind of give you this relaxed satisfied feeling okay well on this dopamine agonist drug my dopamine was boosted and the satisfaction chemicals were pushed lower artificially so over the next week or so my dopamine stayed elevated and so i had this basically constant feeling of needing more now of, of needing more yeah of just wanting more really like i was curious i was focused i was you know constantly looking for new experiences but everything i did nothing was satisfying so i had to keep doing whatever i was doing if i was playing golf i needed more golf like right. if i if it was food i needed more food if it was video games i needed more video games if it was an interesting idea that i was thinking about i needed to think about it more really it was just more 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 but you ne- never at any point were you like i need i need more of this dopamine no not so much that uh, i mean i was pretty disciplined and that i'm like i'm only trying this we're gonna you know twice or whatever um so i didn't think to do i wasn't wanting that i was wanting all the other things Uh, in life that were somewhat you know pleasurable Pleasurable. yeah jinx owe me a coke (laughs) (laughs) and i actually looked up some of the side effects on some parkinson's drugs and a lot of those drugs one of the side effects is a development of a gambling addiction or another addiction um, and it's this this facet is that that is so weird. Yeah, it's kind of trippy. Do you still have some of this stuff? So what happened the second time? You took six drops. The I took six drops. So yeah, yeah. The second time was just pretty much like the first. I wasn't as sleepy for the first two hours. I didn't yeah. get that fatigue. I was basically good to go right away. Yeah. And it it was just I don't know. It was the same. You know. Um, I mean, the coolest one of the coolest thing was I noticed some like really amazing changes in the mirror mm. so my jawline became tighter uh my eyebrows got thicker uh my stomach kind of got flatter too just as perception wise or you actually felt no, like I, these things were happening I, th- these things actually happened wow um, and so dopamine actually will increase your metabolism and it makes you younger now you you probably will recognize this feature of dopamine in a saying and that's you know thrown around in our culture and that's that people who live longer people will live longer when they have a purpose in life Yes. Right. Have you have you heard that? A dog with a job will live longer than a dog without. Exactly. Or you've you've heard of the old man who, you know, dies a few months after he retires. Which is ridiculous to me. I can't wrap my head around <laughs> any of those idiots, but yes, I've heard it. Yeah. So this that's this is the aspect <laughs> idiot, of idiots, sorry. <laughs> idiots. <laughs> this is an aspect of dopamine. It keeps you young. And when you when you live a life full of meaning and hope, you stay younger and healthier longer. And that's what dopamine does. Oh. So so that was a really cool uh cool kick i like this new body hacking that you're you're getting into experimenting the things that we talk about and that really kicks it up for me i have more stake in the game and obviously now i want to try this as well yeah um but that's awesome dude that's so crazy i know so i uh 
the bottle, I sent it to a friend who ne- who was going through some rough times. And I'm like, just do this, dude. It'll get you back on track. And I said, but it was like 60 bucks. So I'm like, so send it back to me. And he never sent it back to me. <laughs> so oh, man. I, don't know what, yeah, huh. I wanted to try that. Yeah, I could show you where to get some okay. if you want some. So thankfully, that feeling I had of, of needing more and more, that wore off after about a week. Okay. Um, but I do remember to this day that time and that subsequent week very well. And this is another feature of dopamine where... When your brain has high amounts of it, your memory is much better. And the things you do that are rewarding, it, it almost like lays down deep grooves of experience in your brain. Wow. Um, so in other words, you're, the things that are in your life that are really meaningful, your brain is not going to let you forget them. It's going to make sure that it lays down those tracks so that you super remember those rewarding experiences. That's incredible to me, man. And in fact, you're, you're, the other cool thing is you will get those same pleasurable and meaningful feelings, almost like an echo, if you then do those things again at some point in the future. Wow. So dopamine is really how your brain says, this activity you're doing is leading towards a reward, do more of it, and then in the future, if you can do that activity again, do more of it again. Right. Yeah. It's a training chemical. And so this is why you kind of want to be very careful about what types of things you do uh, if you're on a substance that raises dopamine or you're doing activities that are highly dopaminergic, you're laying down the tracks of what you're going to feel pleasurable about in the future for yourself. Okay. Uh, and this is why sexual abuse on children who have brand spanking new dopamine receptors already to be programmed is so hein- heinous. How, how do you say that word? Heinous. 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 Yeah, it's so terrible. Um, it can literally program their brains to find something very depraved as pleasurable and rewarding. Oh, man. And so you really got to be careful when you're doing dopamine agonists or, or doing things that are highly pleasurable like that. Yeah, yeah, that makes total sense, man. I'm so interested in this now, too, especially with the fact that dopamine is such an important part of just wanting to stay on the planet and keep interested, it, sound, it sounds like. Totally. Yeah, you're totally right. So just to sum it up, um, dopamine, it feels like hope, feels like pleasure. Uh, It increases focus, motivation, and drive. It lowers anxiety. It alleviates depression. At high levels, it can slow time down. It can make you feel euphoric. Uh, It can give you feelings of grandiosity. Uh, It can be incredibly addictive because of these qualities. Mm. And it also lays down deep tracks in our mind to trigger future seeking of the same rewards. And it can also enhance your metabolism and keep you young. Wow. Yeah. All pluses. All pluses. So what do we do with this? Well, the thing about dopamine is it's not all pluses. It's <laughs> it's a double-edged sword. It always is. It always is. Welcome to quacks. <laughs> <laughs> well, if dopamine was just good all the time, you Everybody know, would we would just do it. cocaine every day, right? right? And just be leading our best life. That's funny, dude, because the parallels of how you're describing cocaine or describing dopamine, that literally three different times during the course of the conversation, I was like, he's basically describing cocaine. Right? <laughs> if memory serves, but uh, <laughs> it also laid down some grooves for me, not all good. But uh, that's so funny that because I think that that's probably cocaine's key strength is that it boosts your dopamine to these, here's your word, heinous levels or amazing levels, depending on what side you're looking at it. But um, that's how I felt. Like what you were describing was like, that's how you were describing the cocaine addiction. Well, and what was the come down like? Brutal. Brutal, right? Brutal. Because that's why you don't want, you're like, oh, I don't want to come down. Let me take more. Yeah. 
you know, um, yeah, not good. Depressed. All the things you were describing. It, it sounded like you were describing cocaine to me. Yeah. Yeah. So dopamine, like I said, is a double-edged sword. Some of the things you take, you know, like uh, pregnenolone, that's a hormone. Mm. If you take that, your body makes more of it even on top of what you take. So that's like an interesting relationship where you can get your body to make more of something by taking something. Yeah. Dopamine is the total opposite. The more you get... Uh, the less you make and the less effective it is. Right. And the higher the spike in dopamine, the higher the spike in the dopamine hangover afterwards. Makes sense. Yeah. So dopamine, it's like the quintessential gift of the gods that you have to pay for. You know, right. it's it's like the piper must be paid. What goes up must come down. No free lunch. All those sayings. Yeah. It's like that's that's what dopamine's all about. It's It's chemical karma. Yes. Okay. Indeed. And like the come down you were talking about, depression anxiety sleeplessness uh paranoia i mean it's bad yeah you know when you come down off of these huge spikes in dopamine it's really bad and that's an extreme example but it can be used to show the downsides of large amounts of dopamine and it can tell us how to optimize our life so that dopamine is our friend Mm. and not our enemy because what you want is a meaningful life which is a life full of dopamine right that's what everybody wants exactly yeah so really to pull all this together we need the last piece of the puzzle and that is that boredom listlessness fatigue and depression they all renew your dopamine receptors in our in your brain boredom renews it they renew basically it's it's not strictly scientific but for our understanding boredom is the fuel for future dopamine fires if that makes sense i don't fully understand so boredom is uncomfortable it mm. doesn't feel good but it primes your brain to feel good and find something meaningful. Gotcha. So it's the corollary. So basically you can think of the, a, a little, uh, I don't know, weighing scale, dopamine and boredom. They kind of, if you want dopamine to be high, you're eventually going to have boredom be high. Exactly. All okay. Right. Makes I get sense. It now. Okay. So the way to optimize dopamine is two-pronged. It involves pursuing meaningful activities that pay off in the long term while avoiding activities that have... I don't know what you would call like empty meaning, which means they feel meaningful while you're doing them. You know, the cocaine, it feels really meaningful while you're doing it. Right. But later on, you know, when you look back at what you have, you just, you're empty handed. Totally. You know, you don't have anything really to show for it. There was no substance. No substance. Yeah. So you want to focus and you want to drive that, that dopamine that brings you, you want to feel that, but you want to have it pay off in real ways so that when a dopamine hangover comes later, when you kind of get the come down, you're satisfied by the shape that your life has taken. Right. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You also don't want to spike your dopamine too high because that will eventually lead to just intense boredom, depression. You just want that slow burn so that you're driven and motivated, but not euphoric. What kind know? of, are there specific foods that we can eat that, that will help bolster dopamine levels in the body? There are, you know, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about those at the end. Okay. But I, I think the best... I think the best approach to this dopamine stuff is lifestyle related. And and you want to kind of avoid the the chemical alterations unless it's in very small ways. Okay. Yeah. So for example, uh, let's talk about phone games as far as things that aren't rewarding. You know, th- those are basically designed to spike your dopamine. They give you little small rewards. You work towards them and then you get a little prize. Yeah. <laughs> and then it gives you a new quest with a little slightly bigger prize, right? Yeah. Yep. And so you get into this cycle where you can throw hours and hours into these little games and it feels like what you're doing is something meaningful, 
but at the end of the day it's just like internet points right yeah, it's nothing yeah i actually got uh hooked into this when i was a teenager with everquest have you ever heard of that i've heard of it I'm, i've never played it it was the same thing it's a game where you get into it and you do quests and you build up your character and your equipment and and you you just i, I threw months of my life into this it's an thing. rpg yeah. R, yeah mmorpg and but at the end of the day i mean i had some good experiences i met some people but at the end of the day it's like i didn't i didn't have any payoff totally for the time i put into it yeah yeah there's no personal relationship that you can have that goes outside of that that arena that you're playing it it doesn't come with you when you leave you, yeah. you know what i mean you don't log off and get to hold on to this magical experience that you had because it wasn't tangible totally yeah yeah so speaking of relationships another good example is mostly for men but women too uh, pornography mm. that is a super dopamine booster yeah and it's like the male mind is so set up to pursue women instinctually. Yeah. Pornography is like the ultimate payoff. But again... It makes sense. There's no... It's a screen. There's no actual woman. There's no family that you get to make. There's right. There's no kids. There's no grandkids. Totally. There's no payoff whatsoever. It's just a dopamine boost with an empty prize. And it's like... It's sneaky too because the experience of pornography is like a little bit interested, somewhat interested, more and more interested very very interested extremely interested <laughs> and then not interested at all yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just uh encapsulate yep and at the end you're just this burnt out husk of of the man you were at the of start shame and <laughs> dopamine <laughs> <laughs> hangover <laughs> yeah well you could, and you could probably lump one night stands into that as well um maybe yeah. not not quite as uh empty as as yeah because there's some physical contact there but at the end of the day it, i mean yeah it's just a handshake yeah yeah so another example is food we actually talked about this a bit with the the weight loss episodes if you remember um there's incredibly good tasting foods out there that will spike your dopamine but the nutrition that our minds associate with really good tasting food is mm -hmm. not there it's just chemical enhance taste enhancers yeah so it's it's just empty it's not good nutrition right um so again just get a boost of dopamine for no no real payoff yeah and it, there are many other things really we could keep talking that are empty <laughs> dopamine boosters our whole society is chock full of <laughs> empty dopamine boosters i mean and we are coming up with new ones all the time i'm sure that's basically at the tip of every marketing person's mouth brain piece anything i mean they're they're looking for ways to boost our dopamine and, and keep us yeah they're, they're all a little bit like drug dealers oh those sons of bees <laughs> now on the other hand that the activities that boost our dopamine in healthy ways those have been around forever those have been around for thousands of years they've been written about in literature uh they're like you know, having and spending time with family and friends, cooking good food and eating it, mm. uh, having a drink or two with good company, uh, playing games, communally sports where you build relationships, you get to know yourself and others better. Right. Like all of those boost dopamine in, in long-term ways that don't have that, that empty handed fall off. Now the sexes are also a bit different with how they use dopamine, what they find rewarding, uh, which, you know, kind of makes sense given yeah. our traditional, like, how our traditional roles from way back in, in the day, thousands of years ago. Right. So men, they have a very distinct kind of like hunter brain where they become very goal oriented. They seek to tackle like one goal. Yes. You think of like the spear on the elephant. They're like, that's what they're getting, the elephant. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, testosterone, it increases dopamine and vice versa. So okay. 
I know it's a bit of a stereotype, but you've kind of heard men are able to super focus on one thing while women are better at multitasking. Have mm. you ever heard that? I, I've, yes, I've, I believe I've heard that yeah. once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's because of this relationship between testosterone and dopamine. Okay. And uh, that men generally have higher levels of dopamine in their brain, and so they're they're more able to, to focus like Will that. Will women use up all of their dopamine and then use all of your dopamine <laughs> They'll as, take half as well. <laughs> the, well, actually, no. They use your dopamine first, and then if they have to tap into their own, <laughs> that's terrible. It's just science, though, guys. Totally, totally. But for men, you know, you, you don't really want your hunter brain to be stuck on something that has really no true payoff. Right. Right. You don't want to do the video games and the porn and stuff because that's activating your little hunter brain. You're going out and you're getting it, but you want you want real life. Oh, it looks like I'm going to have to find some new interests. <laughs> Dude, you're hilarious. <laughs> I'm joking, of course, but um, I, I totally understand what you're saying because I know I was a big video gamer for a long time sure. and I would find myself being like, I got on my brain, I got to get to that video. I got to get back there. I got to get to this game, especially MMO where you're playing with other yep. people and and getting in there and then being like, oh, I got this new outfit and all this stuff and then like turning it off and being like, feeling so empty and being like there was nothing why was i so excited to go do that yeah there's nothing to it yeah it's it's really meant to be like you have that feeling and then you get a gazelle and you bring it back to the tribe and you get to feed everybody and everybody's happy and everybody gets to dance and, and sing and do all that stuff because you brought back a gazelle like tom brady did to his oh that's giselle <laughs> sorry guys yeah yeah you <laughs> they were though, all right? happy though too <laughs> yeah oh my gosh well, that's awesome, man. That's so cool because I know that this is something that's coursing through our systems if we're lucky enough and it's keeping us in the game. Yeah. And I love that. So like I said, for women, it's a little bit different. Okay. All right. Um, you know, they're more nurturing. They have more emotion. Uh, and I'm kind of talking some stereotypes here. There's obviously masculine women, feminine men. You know, we're talking statistics, bell curve stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so for women in general, they're more social. They're more emotional nurturing so you can get your fill of that from tv shows movies magazines uh, which are empty or you can get your fill from family children siblings you know parents close friends that kind of thing basically the general pattern for both men and women is that you get your feel goods from real things not from entertainment or stand-ins that mimic those things Uh, your brain it's it's healthy or not as a reflection of the environment around you. So getting that environment aligned with long-term meaning, it's going to keep the dopamine at good levels without it getting too high or too low. Okay. And what I find really challenging about all this is that humanity has scientifically reached a point where we can artificially trigger all of our ancient dopamine brain triggers artificially, right? Yeah. Like we, we, we are advanced to the point where we can make anything feel meaningful for a certain amount of time. <laughs> it's scary. And, and the best example, I think, well, a great example is school children with ADHD. Mm. And it's mostly boys, but girls too. So kids, they go into school, they find it boring. They don't understand why they have to memorize all these facts or why they need to know all this math or whatever. I don't either. And they can't focus on what's being taught to them. Now, instead of saying, hey, maybe here, you know, there's something wrong with the school system or maybe it's not interesting enough or, you know, maybe there isn't enough exercise. I don't know. Whatever it is, we blame the kids. We say, you have ADD and then we prescribe them amphetamines. 
amphetamines are a dopamine reuptake inhibitor so their brains they get the dopamine juice and all of a sudden these kids minds are telling them like hey learning about geometry theorems it's super meaningful focus 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 this is the most important thing that you have to study 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 wow the problem is we're just like artificially adding meaning you know instead of like trying to adapt the system to take advantage of how kids are wired you know if the, that kid who is ADHD and given Adderall, if they grow up to be a fireman, like all those years of algebra and geometry, it's just a waste. Yeah. It's a total waste. And, and, and they're going to have to pay for it with the side effects of those drugs. And then their whole reward system and their brain is all messed up for the rest of their life. It's just a terrible thing to That's do. That's not good. Yeah. So just to wrap this all up, my, my rule of thumb is try and stay as natural as possible in what boosts dopamine. So... I know we've covered these, but like reading good books, creative writing, uh, cooking good food, being with other like-minded people, having meaningful, truthful conversations, like we could go on and on, but these have been human activities for a long, long time. So participating in them, you're probably going to be okay long-term. Now we can't be sure about the new stuff. So like, let's take an example. So you put on a VR headset uh, and you're running through like a post-apocalyptic world with scantily clad people as you gun down zombies and and aliens. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) I mean, that might be okay once or twice, but like those kinds of novel experiences raise the bar for entertainment in your life so high that after years of that, you just, you end up bored all the time right because your dopamine receptors are just burnt out and that's crazy yeah and sad yeah i think every once in a while uh, we should dive into like brain chemicals like this Uh, dude all the time i love it yeah because it's one thing you know when we talk about herbs or vitamins to be like oh this herb raises dopamine or lowers dopamine but if you kind of know what it's like on an experiential level when Mm. you can like oh i know what that feels like yeah then you you can get a much better idea of what we're talking about man whatever you want to experiment with next i'm on board (laughs) just save me some next time yeah So, uh, for anyone who thinks like, Hey, I want to try some of these dopamine uppers. This stuff sounds great. I, you know, I just advise be a little cautious. Of course. After you were just saying that there's only one that you found that didn't cause like cardiac fibrosis or whatever. Yeah. Well, I'm not even talking about those ones. I mean, there's much lighter ones. Like that's a pharmaceutical one, but some herbs will do it. Um, ashwagandha will raise dopamine a little bit. Mm. Vitamin B6 is a great one to raise dopamine a little bit. And you can just take little amounts throughout the day and it'll kind of keep those dopamine levels at a little bit higher of a level. Okay. And it won't have such like a, a bad, you know, come down or whatever. Right. So there's a lot of things out there that raise dopamine. The, the big ones are uh, macuna and velvet bean. Those are two beans that have L-dopa in it, and that's mm. a precursor to dopamine. Okay. So if you really want to try it, you can try those. But again, you're getting into having the kickback on those. Um, you're you're going to be desensitizing your dopamine receptors. The slide. And so, the slide, yeah. So anyway, Dude, that's what I, love I got. It. So dopamine. I'm going to get into this and I'm definitely going to be getting some of that because I want to try that out. I want to try something. Really? Of course. You, you, I didn't hear too many bad things that you were saying about it. I so mean, the, the bad thing about it is... I mean, I don't want to try it as an ongoing thing, but I'd like to try it once. See what it feels like? Exactly. Yeah. And maybe it resets you. Who knows? You and know? that's part of why I got into it is I read, you know, LSD can basically reset your brain if you have PTSD or something like that. If mm-hmm. you have something stuck stress stuck you know you can take one of these dopamine agonists and it will kind of reset you a little bit right and so that's part of why i did it to a carrot 
<laughs> I'm a carrot. <laughs> well, that's that's kind of why I did it, and I thought, well, I don't want to do LSD. I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, get myself high, or you know, I didn't want right. to trip out. You yeah, know, you don't want to have your experience ruined by. I wanted to be able to work and it's to, scientific to, to have an experience in my life that was not, you know, abnormal. Um, but the the downside of that stuff, like I described it, it sounds great, but if I were to keep taking it, a I would become addicted to something because I I. I mentioned you you it inhib it lowers those other brain chemicals the serotonin mm-hmm. the oxytocin the endorphins so it makes it so you aren't satisfied with anything right so I mean those couple weeks after I I tried it once one week and once the next week the week after I tried it man I was like an addict I was I was into whatever I was into maybe that's something I don't want I mean I did want to try just to be able to to try but the way you say that with an act addictive brain yeah. that I already have me I'm thinking it would be beneficial and therapeutic for me but it could also swing the other way it could it's, it's basically going to just tell your mind seek something out that's pleasurable and meaningful and that's going to be the good food the good sex the good uh, the hunter brain whatever yeah. that is going to be you're just you're going to go after it right and so it's it's good to experience but it definitely could be bad and if, if i were to take that drug continually for a couple years i would just burn out my dopamine receptors completely i would just I would basically become just a depressed, bored husk of a person who just didn't find much interest in life. I would be nihilistic. I would. So you really want to keep your dopamine levels just at just a slow burn. You don't want a big spike. Yeah, that makes other sense. than other than trying it, you know, here or there. Right. Um, I mean, one use I find of it is I'll take uh, herbs that or you know that boost testosterone that boosts dopamine too mm. any herb that boosts testosterone will boost dopamine i'll take some something if i'm if i have a business trip or if i have a few days of meetings that i really want to be like super focused on um so i mean there's uses for it it's just yeah it's more of a lifestyle thing yeah definitely man cool yeah lots I don't know. Of, what do you think uh, dude i'm completely enthralled i want to find out more about dopamine now yeah but uh, that's so cool I guess I don't need to find out that much more. We just covered the entire spectrum. <laughs> just go back and listen to this again. Yeah, I mean, does it does it make you think of like, oh, I should change my life in this way or that way? Or I mean, does it make you think of that at all? Or no, but it definitely makes me question what the meaningful aspects of my life are, and maybe I can take a closer look at that without needing an outside source in order mm. to fully appreciate what it is that I have and what I. I'm able to experience on a daily basis, whether it's good food, good friends, or my daughter, you know, so. Yeah. But uh, no, it's it's just a cool, it's a nice little reminder of all the different things that happen in our body to keep us going. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Well, thank you, man. Yeah, no problem. So if you like this, you know, we need some help. Uh, share it, share it with uh, people. If you got some use out of this, that's really the hardest part about this podcast is getting it out there and, and getting people uh, new listeners. So if right. you did like it, feel free to share. And if uh, you're doing any shopping, you can go through our Amazon link on our website, quackspodcast.com. That'll help us out. You don't pay for anything. You just buy stuff on Amazon and we get a little piece. So anything else? Sounds great, man. Sweet. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks a lot, everyone. Thank you, guys. You're welcome.